Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves, and welcome to episode 30 of Coach Talk. Uh, Monday, October 22nd, coming off a huge win last Friday night. Uh, we were able to beat DePaul Catholic 59-28. to uh, Dominating, dominating performance by our offensive line and our running backs. We rushed for 544 yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, it was really unlike anything I've ever seen. And it's funny because uh, a lot of the guys on the offensive line kind of been been teasing me in practice for a while saying, Coach, when are we going to get a shout-out on Coach Talk? You know, when are we going to get a shout-out on, on Sideline Hustle? And I kept telling the guys, like, hey, listen, when you earn it, when you guys are playing well enough to deserve it, I'll, I'll shout you guys out. And, and you know, going into this game, uh, people had DePaul Catholic ranked as either the number one or number two team in the state. And the narrative around us, you know, coming off a two and eight season was kind of like, you know, same old Bosco, you know, f- finding a way not to win close games. And, you know, their, their, their time is kind of up here. And then we come down to DePaul Catholic heavy underdogs and, and you know, kind of put a whooping on them. And, and it started up front with the offensive line. So so I just got to say, you know, shout out to the to them boys. Shout out to the Don Bosco offensive line. They played their butts off. They've been working really hard. And, you uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting group to kind of talk about for a second, it's guys, where, where we've got five new starters. Um, last year, you know, Bosco had five seniors on the offensive line, four or five. I think maybe all five of them were Division One prospects, really talented group. Um, they all graduated. So now, now you're bringing back five guys that have never played varsity minutes before, never played together before. And of all positions on the field, other than maybe quarterbacks to receivers, like any single position group, probably, you know, chemistry is most important with the offensive line. And it's taken them a while to play together, not to mention, and I guess this is something I can kind of talk about now because it's pretty common knowledge, but not to mention their offensive line coach up and really left them and quit on them midseason. And we had to make a coaching change and we moved our offensive coordinator uh, to offensive line coach. And it's been a smooth transition thus far. And and they've just continued to work hard and and continue to get better. I think that when, when I first got here in the summer, our offensive line, you know, wasn't very tough. Uh, I don't think they understood what it meant to to really push their limits and 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 push themselves past where they're comfortable and and really become, you know, ass kickers. And, and they've done that now. I think I think that they've they've been pushed as much, probably more than any position on this team. We've been we've been riding them since you know since June, trying to make them tougher and trying to get them to work harder. And and you know I think that they they really come into their own now towards the end of the season. So so credit to the kids, credit to, the, to their work ethic, their persistence, and, and their toughness. And from top to bottom on the entire team, our defense played well offensively. You know, as for the receivers, honestly, we didn't we didn't have to do much. Uh, we had uh, 1K, one of our slot receivers, had a huge third down conversion in the red zone on third and nine. He gained 11 yards. That was probably the biggest play for us 
at receiver in the game. Um, but, but, you know, we made plays when the ball was thrown to us, and, and otherwise we blocked our butts off. I, I'm proud of the way, you know, the receivers blocked downfield and, and the selflessness they showed all game in a game where we only threw it, I think, like 11 times. Uh, and we ran it, you know, probably 40, 50 times. There was only, you know, really two receivers that played way more than anyone else. We had a kid who usually plays 30, 40 snaps, only played six snaps just because we didn't mix up personnels as much. We were basically in a two tight end set or, or you know, a kind of three by one with a tight end set uh, and, and kind of limited our, our personnel groups because the run game was working. We didn't we didn't have to switch too much up. Um, but, you know, also want to want to shout out, you know, our coaching staff. I think I think uh, Coach Teal and, and the coordinators did a great job changing up practice last week i think we came off you know that big loss against st joe's feeling like we needed a spark we needed something to to reinvigorate the team um and and add some more competition in practice so we changed up the entire structure of the way we practiced last week and added in uh way less scout team periods and 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 way more competition periods against you know don bosco ones versus ones versus ones and i think that helped us a lot i think that we came out fast. We came out flying. We scored on the first drive of the game. Uh, we got a stop on the first drive of the game on defense. I think the, we, it didn't take as much for us to get used to the game speed um, come Saturday, come Friday night. And I think a big reason for that is that we competed at game speed, you know, more during this week than we normally did, and worried less about is this a specific look we're going to see, and worried wor- worried more about um, you know getting the competitiveness up and 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 pushing kids to to work harder and continue to push their limits. Um, and then I think lastly, you know, a win like this, first of all, it's just a huge win for the program overall where, you know, coming off a 2-8 and eight season, coming off two big losses in-state to St. Joe's and St. Peter's um, and, and then Bergen before that. So I think it's a huge win for our program just to kind of change the narrative. And, and now everyone's looking at us. You know, we knew we had the two best running backs in the state and, and they finally had a game where they completely took over and they were unstoppable. I mean, the offensive line's performance was great, but these two kids, you know, they broke tackles, more tackles than I've, than I've seen them break all year. They played, they played so hard. We did a lot of wildcat where you got both of them in the backfield playing quarterback and running back. I don't know. It's hard to defend, and, and DePaul's linebackers had trouble fitting their gaps, especially when we had two tight ends on the field. So it was it was really beneficial to us. But it's also a testament, I think, just to the way these kids have responded all summer. Like, it's a young team. We have a, a huge junior class, not a lot of seniors, a lot of kids playing for the first time. And our goal this entire summer, since the day I got here, since the day all this started, was just to continue to push their limits and continue to push the kids to, to work harder and, and you know whenever they get uncomfortable find a way to give a little bit more and make that line of comfort you know un, un, the amount of uncomfortableness that you can handle you know keep pushing that day by day and kind of what we've been preaching to them all year is that if we keep doing that eventually our breaking point will be higher than the opponents eventually we'll continue to punch someone in the mouth punch someone in the mouth and they're going to break before we do and, and that'll happen at the most crucial moment and I think in this season that's kind of happened now I don't, I don't think that we had really pushed ourselves or really overcome enough. Um, I think that, that finally we've overcome enough adversity. We've become tough enough where our breaking point, at least last Friday, was was much much higher than DePaul's, and they broke way before we did. And, uh, you know, we were able to take advantage and, and capitalize and, and and have a huge performance. I mean, we were – what was we were, I think we were down midway through the third quarter. It was like 21-17 or something midway through the third quarter, and then we scored like 40 points the last – you know the last like 16 minutes or something crazy like that it was it was a really wild game it was it was you know obviously as a receivers coach I love to throw the ball but my favorite thing to coach is is run blocking so it was it was great for me to see to see the guys finish in on the perimeter and, and create big plays out there um so you know just a cool story I'm proud of the kids I think it's something that that's worth a whole episode to kind of talk about and, and give a shout out to all the work that that these guys have done 
Uh, it's been truly like Don Bosco all of a sudden overnight went from the powerhouse to like the underdog this year. And I think they're trying to finally, you know, starting to get that swagger back and that Don Bosco type mentality back. And hopefully we can just keep this going. Got a big game versus Paramus Catholic uh, playing, you know, sideline hustle partner uh, uh, Gary Nova, who has obviously been a big part of the sideline hustle from day one and, you know, one of the biggest contributors and guys who have helped me. So it'll be a cool little sideline hustle rivalry playing Paramus Catholic. They've struggled thus far, but they have a ton of talent. And, you know, it's a game that we got to win because there's there's a lot now where if we win this game, I believe we'll secure a first round bye and and a home playoff game in the second round. So that'd be huge for us. And, and the kids haven't had a bye week all year. So it'd be nice for them to have a have a week off and have some time to relax and, and then we can get after it um, this week. Sideline Hustle Wise have had a bunch of really cool developments with some of these bigger companies. Uh, SeatGeek reached out to us. Uh, Cutter Sports, Nike still. Uh, Vayner Media with Gary Vaynerchuk and them. Like a couple of really cool companies that we're talking to behind the scenes. And I think you guys will hear some big time uh, developments from from some sort of partnership agreement or, or, or something along those lines that will happen with one of those companies. It's kind of uh, where my mind is at. Um, but we're going to we're going to have another wide receiver challenge this week, a cutter's glove giveaway. Um, and this week it's going to be sending your best press releases. Uh, if you look at the latest post with Devonte Adams on on Instagram and Twitter, uh, the three release commandments I kind of talk about there are attack short arm, which means that you're attacking an area, you know, one to two yards inside of them to try and move them there. You're not just aiming right at the guy. That's not going to move them, but aim at an area one to two yards inside of them, get him to jump inside so you can work back out. So attack short arm, uh, eat up space and patient, but sudden. Uh, those are the three release commandments I kind of talked about today. I'll, I'll have a full post on the contest tomorrow, but, you know, I kind of want the, the, the press release winners to follow those, those commandments. Uh, attack short arm, eat up space, and patient but sudden. And send in your best releases uh, to us on Instagram and Twitter. And we will have the winners up on the Instagram story next week. And you guys can you guys can vote. Uh, so that's all I got. Just recapping the weekend. Uh, should be a great week of content. Got a lot of really cool videos planned and, and breakdowns from, from the NFL weekend. And uh, obviously with the podcast as well, I have a lot of cool, cool topics for Coach Talk. Trying to get uh, Coach Freegen on as a guest for one of these little 10-minute episodes this week and hopefully get Gary Nova on before the uh, before we play him on, on Friday night as well. Uh, so that's it. Episode 30 of Coach Talk. This is Coach Leaves. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Reach. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami cause they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never wanna see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. Where they at? In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line. Now, running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah.